and thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. And I'm here today with Alexis Rome, APACN Curriculum Development Specialist, to talk about the revised long-term care surveyor guidance that goes into effect October 24th of 2022. Welcome, Alexis. Hi, thank you for having me. On June 29th, CMS released revisions to surveyor guidance, Appendix PP of the State Operations Manual. Alexis, which one of those regulation changes really sticks out to you? It's really difficult to pick just one change, but a couple of things kind of stick out to me. The first is QAPI. The guidance has been fleshed out for that. So even though you may have a QAPI program in place, I would strongly encourage you to make sure that you read through this updated guidance because it really gives all the information now facilities need to ensure that the QAPI program that they have is meeting all of the requirements. The other thing that jumps out to me is the repetition of mentioning substance use disorder and how that's now included in several F tags. So I think there's going to be a lot of training that needs to take place, updating of policies, and certainly considerations around safety, preventing overdose, but then also if someone does overdose, what actions are the facility responsible to take? The other thing that jumps out at me is trauma-informed care. These changes are significant. It gives so much information in the updated guidance, which is great. We need that information, but there is also so much to do. And trauma-informed care to me is a little bit like QAPI in that it's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of approaching care and delivery of services to residents. So it takes a lot of time, education, training, policy development, collaboration within the facility team, but I think also outside of the team. So a lot of information there to digest. Thank you for that. I just want to add, I was surprised to see the changes under 483.12, freedom from abuse, neglect, and exploitation. And these are the F600 to F610 tags. They added additional language, and although I anticipated seeing regulatory language added for Phase 3 items such as trauma-informed care and QAPI, I had not anticipated seeing the additional language under freedom from abuse, neglect, and exploitation, and the quality of an investigation done related to abuse, neglect, and exploitation has never been more important. These were already top-rated tags or top-cited tags, rather, and now we're going to see additional citations, I believe, due to some of the new language. What is the one thing that concerns you most about these changes? The one thing that really concerns me is time. Although facilities have until October 24th to comply, There is so much to work through just to understand what these changes are and then to work through training and implementation and updates to policies and procedures. All of that requires time. And so with all of the other challenges that facilities have right now, it just adds to the long list of priorities, really. I agree. I am really concerned about the implementation of a trauma-informed culture. 
I think that that takes changes to potentially the environment. It requires staff time, resident time, and potentially even hits the budget. And I'm concerned that people don't have enough time between now and the 24th to fully get it implemented. And I'm going to put a plug in for our trauma-informed care product because it will help get you organized and tell you the things you need to really adopt that trauma-informed culture. I would just absolutely agree with that. It will help get you set up for success because that is a significant change and really a different philosophy and approach to providing care. So if trauma-informed care is something new to you, a trauma-informed care training program will help set you up for success. Thank you. What should facilities be focusing on now and how can they prepare for these upcoming changes? I would encourage facilities to be methodical and intentional. I think that's the first step is to really have a conversation with the leadership team about how you're going to tackle these changes. And it really is going to take a team approach. The other thing I would say is after that conversation, then start informing yourself, become educated, really dig through these changes, know what they are and conduct a gap analysis. So you know what the changes are, where the facility operations currently are, and then identify those gaps so that you can begin to prioritize what changes need to begin and where to start really. Thank you. And I also want to mention that we have the survey solution series that can also help individuals to look at the changes in the various F tags, look at the key components of those changes, and then have some solutions centered around those specific F tags. Absolutely. In the APAC and survey solution series, we've laid out what the regulation is. We've summarized the changes that have been made in the guidance. We've included some tips and things to focus on to prepare for October 24th. And then we've listed several resources to help with things like training, policy development, and even implementation or enhancements to programs such as trauma-informed care and QAPI. Thank you for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today? Yes, again, I just want to impress upon listeners that it will take time to digest these changes and implement improvements in order to comply. And I'll give you an example. Some changes may seem small, such as what you'll find in F687 foot care. It now tells facilities that they must follow proper infection prevention practices in regard to taking care of the equipment used to provide foot care. It must be clean, disinfected after each use. And so this may be something new to facilities, so they need to look at the CDC guidelines for cleaning, disinfecting, and sterilization, then update their policies and procedures for foot care, but then also educate staff and then make sure staff are in compliance and the change sticks. And all of that takes time to accomplish. So even though there's only really one change in foot care, it can have significant impact in terms of time and how people are providing care at the bedside. Thank you for that information. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools related to the October 24th changes, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org.
To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC VON Chat Podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing, and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes, optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at abilitynetwork.com slash a pack-in. 